It is my joy to welcome you to today's podcast. Our prayer is that the Lord will minister to you in a special way during our time together. Last week, I was um, in Kerala, and I had to make a quick trip to Kerala to be at my grandfather's funeral. And all through the journey, I was cribbing about how I lost my freedom. Let me explain that to you. Right from when we started from Hyderabad, there were checkposts in every state entry. And we had to apply for passes to move from one state to the other state. In fact, in Tamil Nadu, you have to have a pass to move from one district to another district. And I was cribbing about freedom. I was saying, man, the last time I came, last time I drove, I didn't have to stop at a single checkpost. I went through. And then when we reached Kerala, we had to pass through five interviews at five different departments. And they took all our information and they made sure that we don't meet people and, you know, we were quarantined and all that procedure. And I was cribbing and saying, man, we live in a free country. How can they do this to me? And then I reached Kerala and I got a call from the police station. Every day, they would call me to check who I'm meeting, where I'm going, what I'm doing. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm on parole. You know, like my parole officer is calling me. I felt like I was... I didn't have freedom. I couldn't meet who I wanted to meet. I had to be careful. I had to wear a mask. And I was cribbing the entire journey back because the return journey was even tougher. When we reached the Karnataka border, we needed a pass and thankfully we applied for a pass. Then we had to get into a a queue to uh, get into the state and then finally they gave us a mark saying that you're a transit traveler. It felt like the mark of the beast, but it just said transit traveler. And then we had to show that mark to get inside Karnataka. And then everywhere there were people checking us. There were people. And I felt like my freedom was being snatched away from me. And then I look at this video and I'm like, man, I need to be grateful for the life that I'm leading. I need to be grateful that we, we need to be grateful that we can come gather in church, worship together, talk about Jesus, because we are born in a country that has given us rights. We have a constitution that protects us. And I'm so grateful that I'm born in this country, this country with, with such strong foundations. Yesterday was Independence Day, and we celebrated freedom. Well, it wasn't the same before independence. There were so many people going through such difficult times in their life. They were not allowed to do a lot of things. They were subjected to torture and slavery. And and we got our independence. And today, it is a tragedy that some of our very own believers, our friends, our brothers, our citizens are going through difficult times of, of slavery and torture. And I pray, it is my prayer, that as much as I'm grateful for this country, it is my prayer that the foundation that this country stands on, we will be able to keep that. And the government will be able to preserve that. And we will be able to have a free country someday. And let me encourage you one more time to share this video as much as you can. And share the message. Let people know 
what is happening. Sometimes we live our days unaware of all that is happening in these, in these some of these are remote uh, places and the media sometimes does not report everything. They, they sometimes, you know, wanna, they select and they bring out whatever they feel is right. But we need to promote these things. India, India has some really amazing rights. In fact, when I was preparing for my message today, I went through our rights as Indian citizens. And it's amazing how the Constitution has given us right to equality, right to freedom, right to freedom of speech, right to freedom of religion, right against discrimination. There are rights protecting us from, from violence and from, uh, th there are rights that allow us to raise a voice against the atrocities that are happening against us. I'm grateful for my country. And I love my country. Can I be patriotic? Yes, I can. I can love my country. It is very biblical. David was patriotic. Nehemiah was patriotic, Esther was patriotic. I mean, there are so many people in the Bible that love their country. And I love my country. I'm proud of its defense capabilities. I'm proud of its medical, the advancement we made in, in the medical field and in the computer side. And, you know, we, we, are not, we are not lagging behind in any sense. I am proud of my country. And I am patriotic. I am excited when India wins a match. I want India to win every war they fight. I am patriotic. And I think we as believers, we can be patriotic. We can love our country. We can pray for our country. We can pray for our leaders. And we can be excited when good things happen in our countries. But be disturbed when bad things happen. And try to raise a voice and pray and speak against these atrocities. I thank God for our independent India. I thank God for placing me in this country. As I was preparing and asking God to give me a word for this week, I know last week was Patriotic Sunday. We had an emphasis last week. But this week we are so close. We are actually in the Independence Weekend. So I thought I will pick a topic that talks about freedom and independence. And in order to share what God has put in my heart, I'm going to direct our attention to a story that many of us have skipped, especially when we read the Bible to our children. I have done that. When I've come to that part of the scriptures, I've quickly skipped because I didn't want my daughter to uh, read that story because it's a little, little disturbing what happened in that story. And I'm talking about the story that is mentioned in two Gospels. Luke chapter 8 and uh, in, let me see, in Mark chapter 5. And this is a story of the demon-possessed man. I'm going to quickly read Luke's version of this, and I want you to follow me. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open to Luke chapter 8, verse 26 to 30, and then I'm going to skip to 34 and end it at 39. Here's verse 26. I'm reading... Uh, from the King James, the New King James. Then they sailed to the country of the Gatherines, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. 
When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion. Because many demons had entered him. I'm going to skip the next couple of verses and move to 34. When those who fed them, that is the swine, saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to see Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right man, mind. And they were afraid. They also, who had seen it told to them, by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. Then the mul whole multitude of the surrounding regions of the gatherings asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. And he got into the boat and returned. Now the man whom the demons had departed begged Man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. I'm going to name, the, I've given the title of my message as Independence Day at the Gatherings. Now, if you have the NIV version, it says Gerasenes, and, and there are a couple of names that I use, but I, I'm going to take the name from the King James, and it says Independence Day at the Gatherings. You just heard a story about a man that the society had given up on, a man who was struggling for years with oppression, with, with demonic oppression. And Jesus comes, walks, and sets him free. And then you can see at the end of the, and end of the uh, scripture that I read, you can see how there was a transformation in this man. This is one of the most gripping and powerful stories of freedom in the Bible. A man that was chained. A man that could not make a decision of his own will. Jesus sets him free. And I'm, I, I've picked up three things, just three things today that I want to share about. And the first thing is Jesus gives us freedom we can never earn. It's amazing how many times in the Bible Jesus leaves the multitudes and goes for one man or one woman or, or one person. It's amazing. Truly, we have a God who leaves the 99 for that one person. If you look at the, at the instances before that, that incident, you will see that Jesus was actually with his disciples and with the multitudes and he was talking to them in parables. And he was talking about the kingdom of God and, and stuff like that. And, and both Mark and Luke says that suddenly Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side. In the middle of all that, he suddenly decided, I believe that Jesus had a leading from the Spirit and his heart said, come on, you need to start, you need to move to this man, this one man across 
the sea to go and see him. So Jesus leaves the multitudes behind and he gets into the boat and then, then the incident where the storm comes and Jesus is resting in the boat and the, the disciples freak out. They think they're going to die and then they wake Jesus up and Jesus calms the storm and everything is okay and then they reach the other shore to the gatherings. And the disciples are thinking, man, this whole journey, I'm sure there's going to be 5,000 people here and they're going to hear the gospel and, and Jesus is going to have the feeding again or the, or, or the great miracles. And then they come to the other side and the disciples notice that it's kind of a deserted part of gatherings. It's actually where nobody goes. The tombs are there. And, and it's, it's dark and eerie. You know how it is. And, and here comes a man straight heading towards them. A man, the Bible says he wasn't wearing clothes. He was cut. He would cut himself. He, was, he wouldn't have been shaven or cut his hair for a while. He was, he was one of those mad men. And the disciples are wondering, all this you did for this one man? In fact, if you read, Jesus didn't do anything else there after the incident. He left because the villagers pushed, actually sent him off. He said, please leave us. They, they were in great fear. So here's the whole episode just for one man. Isn't that the story of your life and my life? How God loved us individually. He leaves the 99 and he comes for the one. I know God so loved the world. It is a corporate love, but it's also an individual love. When the whole world thinks you're not worth it, when the whole world thinks that nothing can fix you, when the whole world have, have forsaken you, Jesus comes in the picture and he says, here I am, I am there for you. What an amazing story of how God leaves the 99 and comes for the one. If you notice, there were no chains in his hands. In fact, the Bible says he would break the chains every time the people in that, in that vicinity tried to bind him. He was really powerful, really strong to break any physical, physical chain. But what the people couldn't break, or what he couldn't break, was the chains that was inside of him. I believe the man had a desire to live a clean life, but he was bound. I believe the man wanted to live a normal family life, but he was bound. I believe he wanted to have children, wanted to have a good marriage. He wanted to live in the society, but he was bound and he was helpless. There was nothing he could do that could get him free from that bondage. Oh yeah, he could break the chains that were physically put on him. He was really strong. He could take many people at a time. But what was, what was inside his heart, what was in his spirit, he was so bound that he could not break it. The only person who could do something about it was Jesus. And guess what? Jesus was there. My friends, if you are going through a bondage in your life and you've been saying, I want to live a normal life, I want to live a life like everybody else. I want to move on. I want to move on from this bondage. You've tried all that you can. Today I have good news. It does not matter what bondage you are in, how difficult or how, how, how hard the struggle is. Jesus is here and he is able to destroy those chains, break those chains and set you free. Amen. He was helpless. 
Jesus offers freedom to the man that he could never earn. My friends, today, this Independence Day weekend, are you going through bondage? Jesus is here. And he's here to offer you freedom that you can never earn. You may have tried many things in your life. You may, may have gone to many different people to get rid of this bondage. But let me tell you, if you come to Jesus, there is no bondage that is strong enough that Jesus cannot break. He is our freedom giver. True freedom comes from Jesus. So my friend, if you are struggling, let me welcome you into the presence of the one who can break any bondage. He is the chain breaker. Jesus gives us freedom we can never earn. The second thing is Jesus gives us freedom indeed. Let me explain that to you. Now, now if you notice, the bondage that this man was under was not an ordinary bondage. I mean, Jesus asked the man, what's your name? And immediately the demons inside him, they say, we are a legion. You know, and us who grew up in the Christian circle, we know what a legion is. You know, but, but then let me explain to you. Legion comes from the word that is used for, a, a, for a, a, a section of the Roman army. It's like a regiment of a Roman army. And I looked up in history and I looked up, uh, thanks to Wikipedia and uh, stuff you can search on Google, I found out that the minimum number of people in that army is 500 and it can go to about 5,000. So this man was not under the oppression of a normal kind of an oppression. He was really oppressed. I mean, there was a ton of demons inside this man. And Jesus comes in the picture. And that legion is no match for Jesus. Because the one who came to him was the one that God sent to this world to destroy the works of the enemy. I want to read a familiar verse that we all know by heart, most of us. John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. And I looked up the word indeed, you know, and it's a, it's a Greek word, and it, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It means ontos. And it means really, truly, actually. When Jesus sets you free, you're not just free, you're really free. You're truly free. You're actually free. We enjoy actual freedom when Jesus sets us free. This man who was bound by these crazy set of demons and all this oppression was actually free after Jesus set him free. And, and it's so important for us to know what Jesus defeated on the cross to know what we are free from. It is important for us to know what Jesus defeated to know what we are set free from. Jesus came so that he can annihilate, he can completely destroy the works of the enemy. I didn't say that. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the enemy. Colossians 2, 15, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Most of us know in our mind, okay, Jesus defeated the devil, okay. 
But you don't know how emphatic that victory was. We don't realize that that work was finished. Jesus finished off the enemy on the cross. He no longer has power on your life. He no longer needs to have authority and dominion in your life. Because Jesus defeated the devil. And for practical purposes, let me break that into two things. Jesus defeated two things. One, Jesus defeated the devil so that we might have victory over sin. Now I know many of us are wondering, oh, did that happen on the cross? Yes. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Romans 8.14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Jesus defeated the devil so that you and I might be set free from the dominion of sin. If you are going through an addiction, if you are going through a habitual sin and you've struggled and you've tried your best, I have good news for you, my friend. Jesus can set you free from that sin. You don't have to be under the influence and under the dominion of that sin because Jesus took power off the sin from your life. And Paul talks about this struggle that we have. It's in Romans 7 and verse 24 to 25. Paul says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? And 25, he says, Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is good news for somebody like Paul who, who was saying, in, in this wretched body, is there any hope? If you are sitting in your house or you're watching this sermon and you're saying, Oh man, I have been struggling with sin. I want to live a better life. I want to live a decent life. I want to move away from sin. Let me tell you, I have good news for you. Jesus has defeated the devil so that we might be more than conquerors. You and I can, can live a sin-free, victorious life. Don't have to be stuck in addiction. Don't have to be stuck in habitual sin. Christ has set us free. The second thing, practical thing that I want to talk about is Jesus' victory over the devil gave us victory over death. Oh yes, death. One of the most saddening parts about this pandemic is the way people are scared, fear. Some people, you know, uh, spoke about the fear being more lethal than the virus. Tons of cases where people Assuming they have COVID, have committed suicide because they're, they're scared of death. They cannot face death, so they just go and commit suicide. Or, or they start living in panic and depression. I read a report that said 43% of India is in depression. That is shocking. Why? Because people fear death. People fear this virus because they think that it's going to defeat, it's going to kill, it's going to kill them and it's going to destroy their body. But I have good news for you. Hebrews 2.14 says that through death he might destroy the one who has power of death. That is the devil. Revelation 1.18 says, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys 
of death and Hades. Jesus snatched the keys of death from the devil when he defeated the devil. Why should you and I fear what Jesus has already defeated? My Jesus has defeated death. My Jesus has conquered death. Bible says, death, where is your sting? It's almost like a, like a, a, a way of teasing death and saying, hey, hey, death, where is your sting? Where is your power? Jesus has defeated you. Let me read that verse too for you. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 to 57. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is a sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. You and I don't need to live in the fear of death because Jesus holds the keys. My Savior holds the keys. My master, my Lord, defeated the enemy, snatched the keys from the devil. Hallelujah. He gives us victory. He gives us freedom. Indeed, you and I don't have to live a bound life. We don't have to live a life where we are struggling with bondages. He has set us free. He has set us free from sin. He has set us free from death. He has set us free from everything that is in the hands of the, of the devil. He defeated the enemy. The third thing I want to talk about is when Jesus gives us freedom, he gives us a freedom that transforms us. You know, I'm sure you would have seen this, uh, these ads. I, it's all over the internet, and you might even see it when you're driving. The before and after ads, you know, they usually use it for weight loss. They show this really... Uh, really big person and then they show this thin person and then you wonder is it the same person or did they find some other person to fit the profile and and sometimes I even wonder they Photoshop it you know like they add they make it yeah you can do that on computer you don't need to go to a weight loss session to do that it or, or, or then they show somebody with no hair and then they show another picture with this guy full of hair and I'm like is that real for a moment, I want you to picture this before and after picture or scene of this man, this madman. Before Jesus came, here is a man crazy. He didn't have clothes on him. He was, he was all full of dirt and he hadn't bathed for years probably. He had cuts, the Bible says, on his hands and in his body. He would cut himself. He would scream. He was this crazy guy. That is a before picture. And then the, the people in the area, they came and they saw something entirely different. The after picture, here's a man who's clothed properly. He, the disciples probably gave him a shave, you know, so that he can be shaved and sanctified. Probably gave him a good haircut, probably gave him a good bath. And he was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to Jesus. And, and the men in the town, they came and they're like, is that the same guy? Did they Photoshop somebody in there? But the truth is, what Jesus did to him transformed him entirely. And, and it's beautifully mentioned. And I'm going to read that transformation to you. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus. What does that mean? That means there was humility in his life. He was clothed which means 
clothes represent holiness. He was in his right mind, which represents healing. He was having a desire to be with Jesus. The Bible says, both the versions says, he, he actually begged to go with Jesus. He wanted to be with Jesus. He wanted to be with the one that set him free. That represents intimacy. And then, then it says, after Jesus left, he went and proclaimed to everyone the good news. The entire city, the entire neighborhood, the entire country got to know what Jesus did for him. That represents evangelism. All this happened because Jesus set him free. My friends, when Jesus does something in our lives, it's not a one-time deal. He just doesn't just heal you, set you free and walk away. No, there is a transformation that happens. Here's a man that was bound, that was not good to be looked upon. Nobody even looked at him. In fact, the parents hid the eyes of the children and took them the other way because this man was, it was gross to see him. But when Jesus touched him, when Jesus said, told the demons to get out of this man. Immediately, there was a transformation. And what you see is a beautiful picture of what God can do in our lives. He takes people that are broken. He takes people that are, that are good for nothing. He takes people that everybody has rejected and he transforms them into beautiful. Just like how the coal is transformed into a beautiful diamond. That is what Jesus can do for you and me. And that's what Jesus is in the process of doing in your life and my life. He's making something beautiful out of us. He's transforming us. The Bible says that when we are in his presence, oh, this is a beautiful verse. I want you to buy hearted if you can. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed in his image with ever increasing glory from glory to glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit that is what happens when we come to Jesus we don't remain in our old form we keep moving from glory to glory and what is that which transforms us it is the Spirit of the Lord he sets us free he sets us free and then he transforms us. This freedom is not a one-time deal. It is not something that happens and then, and then Jesus left you. Oh, just go fend for yourself. No, 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 no. He sends us the Holy Spirit who transforms us from glory. The man you saw yesterday was not the man you see today. The man you see today is not the man you see tomorrow because I am moving from glory to glory to one day be like Jesus. Amen. He transforms us into the image of his son. That is what freedom does to us. That is what freedom Jesus has to offer us. My friends, if you are sitting in your room and you are struggling, today is good news. There was Independence Day in the gatherings and there can be Independence Day in Hyderabad, in your home, in your hearts, wherever there is bondage. Because Jesus 
His name is above every other name. Jesus was given a name that is above every other name. Nothing can match the name of Jesus. No virus, no sin, no sickness, not even death can stand in comparison to the name of Jesus. I'm going to have the worship team come and we're going to move into a time where I'm going to pray for you. I want you to sit in your houses and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to start ministering to you. Even as you are right in your room, the spirit that transforms us, the spirit that sets us free is right there inside of you. And today, Jesus is here to offer us a freedom we can never earn. A freedom indeed, free from every sin and every power of darkness, free from fear of death. My Jesus is there to give you hope, to give you strength, to give you a future. That man didn't have hope. That man didn't have a future. That man did not know what to do. He couldn't even move one step to the right direction. But when Jesus gave him freedom, when the man who meant, the only man who can give him freedom, the only man who is power over all the powers of darkness, walks into the picture. He says to the demons, get out of this man. And that man is transformed. A freedom that transforms. My friends, even as we move into a time of worship and prayer, I want you to receive this freedom. I want you to declare this freedom. Now, there are some people who might say, I'm comfortable where I am. You don't know you are bound. You don't know that the devil has got you. One day you're going to realize and you're going to realize that the devil has you down with shackles. You can't function. That day you will call unto Jesus but don't wait for that day when it's that extreme today Jesus is here to offer you freedom oh what a wonderful name what a powerful name the name of Jesus what would I do without that name what would you do without none oh yes there's no power greater than that power of his name Jesus, Jesus, death could not hold you, we're all before you, you silenced the voice of sin and grave, the heavens are rolling, the praise of your
background about our independence you know when India when the when the freedom fighters were fighting for for independence there were a few of the leaders and few territories that did not join in the fight you know and I'm not gonna name them but there are there were a few and the reason they did not join were two reasons one was they thought that we could never get the British out of here you know, I'm in British army. I mean, the greatest army of that time. I mean, they were powerful. They had colonies everywhere. They were, so they already felt they were defeated before they even fought the, fought the fight. And the second reason was they were comfortable. The British was feeding the leaders. They were giving them privileges. So they were comfortable where they were. You know, this man, when Jesus walked to him, he said, Jesus, don't torment me. Please leave. Because he didn't know who was coming to him. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he was Jesus. He knew there was something important about him. But he did not know that this man held the answer to the problem that he was going through. Today, if you are in your room and you're saying, oh, no, 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 no. This is not going to happen to me. This is too powerful. What I'm going through is too difficult. Or if you're sitting comfortably and saying, everything is going on fine in my life. I don't need this freedom. Let me tell you, my friends, Jesus gives us freedom. The only freedom that is true freedom. The only freedom that is freedom indeed. And he is here to give you. Let me pray with all of you. Father, I pray for every person who's watching this and who's listening listening to my voice. I thank you God that it is not me but your Holy Spirit that has spoken this morning. I thank you Lord that where your spirit is there is freedom. I thank you Lord that every bondage will be broken. Every chain. I hear the sound of chains breaking in the lives of people and I declare that over every person watching. I pray oh God that we will experience that true freedom wherever we are and I thank you God for the freedom that transforms us. I pray that we will change from glory to glory, ever increasing glory, so that one day we might become like the image of the Son, of the one who set us free. 
We thank you, Father. I pray also for all the people who are persecuted for your name. Today we come together as a church and we pray that those, those difficult situations will turn, that you will bring favorable rules, favorable governments, favorable people in leadership, favorable people in judiciary, so that they might change the situation of this nation, this nation that you placed us in, this nation that we are grateful for. And we thank you, Father, for there is no name that is above your name. And today we declare that name of Jesus over India, over every state, over every city, over every territory of this nation. Let Jesus' name be exalted above all names. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for taking time to listen. If you would like more information about our church or would like to make a comment, please mail us at info at newlifeag.in God bless you.